Goku decided to show. Sorry, I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early. You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. If you ain't first, you're last. Now the early show, later, with Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak. Hot. Levels. Levels are good. Good. Hello, welcome to episode 115 of the Early Show Later podcast. I'm Karis. I'm Jeremy. And this episode is called Fucking Excited. Fucking Excited. Yeah, but with a Kiwi accent. Yeah, with a Kiwi accent. This is the best thing ever. I'm, ever. I'm fucking excited. <laughs> That's, that is the podcast today. Oh, yes. Ah, oh, so Can't wait great. Until we get there. Yeah, yeah, we will get there. I'm um, excited for you. Intrepid podcast listener <laughs> to get to this moment in uh, Olympic history. Yeah, the, you know the Olympics, the stories of athletes doing amazing things, are great in the Olympics, and sometimes the stories of athletes and their families are, are just weird. you know an added layer of fun. Uh, today, also on the podcast, we're going to be talking ancient Egyptian texts, texts, and not like on your phone but also it's obviously from ancient Egypt so it's like on stone I guess these pottery shards or something yeah apparently okay. they used to draw on pottery or something that would, that's yeah. how they did it and uh, what was interesting about this discovery is normally they're all, we're always talking pharaohs we're talking the Egyptian elite and now we get to dive into the minds of the children. It's nice to see some, uh, you know, like the common human, experience, the more average yeah. human. Like, what what was their experience? What were they doing? What were they talking about, writing about, that kind of thing? So that's fun. Um, also, we're going to be talking about the new branded weather event here for British Columbia. Ever since we started having the atmospheric rivers and the heat domes, all of our weather events have a name. And we've got a new one. And even when it's kind of boring, it get gets a name now. It's good. Everything should be branded. Yeah, sure. Why not? So we know what we're talking about. Uh, but we start off the podcast talking about local political party, the BC Liberal Party, and their name change. I love it, man. Eat your pop. Legend was in the Stooges and then uh, Solo there doing Lust for Life when we were going with Trainspotting soundtrack is yeah. when that became popular. And oh, every yeah. kid, every kid from the 90s got to discover the Stooges. Oh, I was a delightful time in history. Good time. Uh, debate Club today. So, Karis and I have been talking about this on 1027 The Peak on our uh, program. Kevin Falcon, new leader of the BC Liberals, has kind of hinted at rebranding the party. Yes. Which I understand. Because people always get confused. They call yeah. them the BC Liberals, but they're not really liberal. But they are a coalition that does contain liberals. Yes, but also there are conservatives in there. Socred, I think, is what they used to be called back in the olden days. That's right. Maybe, but maybe, or only yeah. part of them joined the... I don't know. But it is the... Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is the brand is confused with the federal liberals which a I, lot. Which could... I, I can understand. I can understand... If you think, you know, you associate with conservatives, that could be challenging mm-hmm. come provincial election time. You're just like, mm-hmm. I, my brain hurts. I'm voting liberal, but I hate 
Justin, you know what I mean? I could, I get that. So I could see why a rebrand would be pretty important for Kevin Falcon moving forward. Yeah, time to come up with a new name for the BC Liberal Party, apparently. And, you know, what are the options? What would you call the BC Liberal Party? 280-1027, if you got a take for Debate Club, what would you call the BC uh, Liberal Party moving forward if you had to go through a rebrand, get some new station head? Um or letterhead, whatever it's called, uh, stationary. Uh, but we came up with a short list. Yeah, we've got our four options are, you can find it on Twitter, at The Peak. We've got Conservatives Light. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of bouncy, so we can react. Yeah, like exactly. That. And like light, it means that, you know, it has fewer calories. Yeah, so if you're looking for like a less conservative. Conservative. Yeah. Conservative. You like conservatives, but you've gotten a bit older and it's hard on your tummy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, That's what the enough. conservative light would do for you. Liberals full bodied. Yeah. Okay. So now we've taken the liberal. We're saying, but we're going to make you, we're going to drag you guys into the fight that way a little bit. Yeah. And maybe we're, and we're going to give it sort of like a richness, an aroma, a very, like a a full flavored experience. How about bold boldness? Oh, yes. Taking from Mo Amir's uh, political Mm -hmm. movement. Yeah. Exactly. Which I think, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to have to vote for bold boldness <laughs> because I, I would like to see those signs. I'd like, you know, if they went with bold boldness, I think, you know, they could really jazz up those signs if they tried hard. You don't put yourself in any sort of binary with that. You know what I mean? Bold no. boldness. You're not saying like, well, this is a conservative take or an NDP take. You know, you just are going with the boldest take always. Exactly. Uh, and then our final option is coalition super friends. Let's just say what it is. Let's just say what it is. It's a group of friends who have come together uh, collectively Mm -hmm. to be a brand politically. Yeah. So, you know, what what do you think? Maybe you have another option. Maybe you have another great uh, idea for what the B.C. liberals should rebrand their party as. Let us know. Text us. Call us. 604-280-1027. Good, right? Strokes. Mm-hmm. Bad decisions. Sounding good on 1027 The Peak. Good morning. Listen to the early show with Karis and Jeremy. Uh, our new weather term. We're all learning and growing about weather. I've found this year more than any year in my life. I've learned all new terms for weather. Uh, we got a new one coming to Vancouver called the Rex Block. We're going to experience a Rex Block. That sounds very uh, political to yeah. me. That sounds like a political weather pattern. A political weather pattern. No, no, the Rex block is, uh, I don't know, something to do with, you know, once again, the cold front, the low pressure, the high pressure system, the inversion. Uh, for us, it's going to mean we're going to lock into fog probably for the next little while. Oh, Basically, okay. they came up with a new term for the, we, they used to call them the, we get the inversions, right? Mm. We get the beautiful fog that just settles in every morning and takes all day to burn away. Looks like that's what we're getting in the next few days. I'd be fine with fog. I kind of like that sort of moisture because... You know, it's not it's not hammering you, but you go outside and you feel a moistness. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy feeling moist. Why do you sit on the radio all the time? <laughs> like, do you you just you go on the radio and you're like, can I work in the word moist? I swear to God, you do that. You just want people driving to feel itchy. <laughs> I want people driving to work feeling moist because I mean that's a good feeling. Like you know, I don't. It's hard. No, your heat seater, your seat heater's been on too long, and they're feeling moist <laughs> while you're driving into work. <laughs> But the fog 
The yeah. fog gives you kind of that dewy complexion, I think. It's sort of it is, yeah, it's you nice. know, it makes makes you feel young. Free, free skincare. Forget Sephora. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go outside. Exactly. Just go outside in the Rex block and Yeah. I live on a hill, so I love it because I look out at the Fraser River and then it's just be like this whole thing of fog, but I live above the fog and it'll be sunny blue sky. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Uh, and then if you want to feel that fresh moistness, you just travel downhill. I travel down to the moistness. <laughs> Lord Royals on 1027 The Peak. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy. It's 8.10 and the rain is probably going to happen at some point today. 60% chance of showers and maybe some drizzle tomorrow and a mix of sun and cloud on Thursday. And then we lock into the Rex block. We get the, the fog inversion for a little while. We hope. Yeah, maybe. yeah we hope. We just, I, I'm into fog. I like it. It's a good, good mood. Uh, scientists discovered, or whatever archaeologists uh, discovered in uh, ancient Egypt, 2,000-year-old uh, texts, which they found very interesting because these texts appear to come from the common person in Egypt. They said Egypt, of course, is filled with tombs and hieroglyphics and all this information about how the elite lived. But they thought what was interesting about um, these 18,000 different kind of documents is that they appear to be you know receipts oh. lists oh you know like hey i would like to buy one ancient egyptian thing and then it's like may i have a receipt please and then they just like scribe it on a chunk of pottery and it's like here you go you bought this ancient thing uh and then one of the more interesting parts of it it appears that wherever they did this dig may have been a school oh because a lot of the texts appear to be written by children yeah. They appear to be arithmetic problems, practicing letters. They're just like the same hieroglyphic over and over and over. Just like a kid hammering it out and then drawings. <gasps> just now, straight up the kids. Like doodles? Doodles and okay. drawings. Like, okay. hey, mommy, put this on the fridge of the pyramid. You know, like that <laughs> sort of drawing. How many phalluses did they find? Were there, were there any phallus doodles? I'm glad you asked, Karis. Um, one of them to me maybe looks like it. I, I could post a picture. We could let the people decide for themselves. Yes, because I mean, I think if children are were the same thousands of years ago, at some point in the doodle, that might have come up. Yes. Is this a person holding? Is this person holding a mace or are they holding something else phallic i don't know i mean mm -hmm. that is up to you the arc you know the home archaeologist you could look at the picture and you could d decide and how about this some things never change bart simpson style it appears that some of the kids were forced to write lines oh what, what did they say what it's like you, they haven't they don't have all the uh what's the word uh translations they're just like it's the same symbols over and, and over and over and, and, over. and they're like were they practicing or were they drawing phallic symbols on their pottery? <laughs> and just dreaming of going out and kicking a rock with buds. Kicking you know, if the only rock with I buds? could leave this school and go outside and kick my rock and play some and it's like, free Yo, soccer. You write the same hieroglyphic <laughs> over and over after class. <laughs> on 1027 The Peak. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy. Carrots and cherries. And we pay attention to the Olympics for the stories. 
because there are always great stories that come out of the games. How about this one out of New Zealand, which I don't think is a real country, but apparently you've been there. Yes, New Zealand is definitely a real country, and it is really cool. I recommend going at some point. They won their first ever Winter Olympic gold. Incredible. As you can imagine, people are losing their minds in New Zealand. They're like, yay, we won our first ever Olympic gold. Zoe uh, Sadowski-Sanant wins a gold medal in snowboarding. An incredible achievement. And in, in in an example that, you know, legends, you know, legends aren't made, they're born. Um, legends aren't made, they're born, and they're raised by this guy. Her dad, they throw a microphone in his face to get his reaction after he just witnessed his daughter make New Zealand history. She was f***ing crazy. She just went off the roof. How proud are you right now? You, your daughter's just become the first Kiwi to win a winter gold ever. I'm pretty f- Get excited, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty fantastically excited. <laughs> I love the Kiwi accent too. I love it. Your daughter, first Olympic gold ever, ever, first ever in the history of of New Zealand, ever. <laughs> I New Zealand is fantastic. Really lovely country. He admits that he had a couple beers watching. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he definitely like he sounds a little bit. I'm pretty. F- Get excited to be honest. I'm pretty excited to be like you can you can hear those beers in there for sure. Good for her. It's incredible. Now it's time to say goodbye. Man, that guy was so red. I just love it. He's just he was so drunk. He was obviously celebrating his daughter's victory in a big way, and this reporter was right there at the time and captured that uh that drunk excitement that he had. I was like, I spent so much money on lift passes, and it was all for this moment, and I'm going to have one or two beers. Like, two beers, Tom's. Maybe two two and a half. I had three beers. Four. Five. Five maximum. A six-pack on my way home. Listen, that was it. And then there was was a case in the fridge downstairs. That's it! Really, not a drop more. (laughs) I'm sure not a drop more. I wondered, like, does she, uh, Zoe, does she see the video, and she's just like, Dad. Uh, no, but in your accent, though. Yeah, oh, right. You're like, right on, Dad. Uh, right on, Dad. <laughs> love you, Dad. Right on, yeah, love you, Dad. So when I lived in New Zealand, I could do a much better New Zealand accent oh, than yeah, I can now. It's been so long since you I've been there. You lose your accent. Yeah, you do, right? I. And, but you know what's funny is because I lived there for over half a year, and there were still some words in the Kiwi accent that I couldn't make out. It's like, what are you doing? Um, you know, for an example, just in that clip, the reporter says, uh, ever. Yeah. For, for ever. The word ever is ever. Ever. Which was the best. And, even the, even the reporter. Yeah. And, and I can't remember. I think it was, was it like the B or the D or the N or the, I can't remember, but there was some letter combination that the Kiwis would say, and I could ask them to repeat it five times and I still would not be able to, I'd need them almost to write it down. Yeah, I, I never, like I never got them to. they don't use. Pardon? Yeah, they don't, just, like, of just whatever, 26 letters in the alphabet, like 15 of them they just took out. Yeah, exactly. Or they kind of blend them together into a new sound. And it's sometimes, if there's not a lot of context, it's hard to, to figure out, okay, what word, what are you saying? I know it's a noun, but I can't quite figure out what it so is. So you needed an English to <laughs> New Zealand translator. 
there were a couple times when I felt so horrible and I felt like a terrible North American English person not understanding this other English accent. I was like, I feel so bad that I can't fight through and with context figure out what noun that is, but I'm sorry. I cannot for the life of me figure out that. It's like when I hear an English person talk sometimes and I'm just like, what language are you speaking? <laughs> what happened to your nation state? Yeah, for the most part, you know, we we do pronounce most of the letters. Yeah, I watched Notting Hill. I could follow along with Hugh Grant, but what are you speaking person on the weird BBC news? You know, it's like, there are times I'll just throw a mic yeah. in someone's face in England, and I'm like, well, you're not speaking English, so I don't know what's going on there. And you know what's interesting about uh, New Zealand is that in relation to England, they, they do have more English traditions than we do in Canada. At least at the time they did. I don't know. Maybe they've shed some, some of those in the last 20 years. But um, it, it was really interesting to me how, you know, they had tea. Yeah. You know, they would talk about having tea in, in New Zealand. And I'm like, I've never, had, I've never had English tea in my life. Uh, but for them, not even English breakfast thing. tea. Yeah, but not like at a time of day. You know, it wasn't like, oh, it's you know, I'm gonna have some tea. Oh yeah, yeah, we just, right? we just call it nap time, break time. Yeah, exactly. Let's just have a smoke break. Yeah, gonna have, <laughs> gonna have a Snickers. <laughs> Feeling hangry time. Uh, but the other thing that I do really love about New Zealand is a physically, nat- in, a, in a nature sense, a gorgeous country. It's really, really beautiful. I loved how many Maori names they incorporated for places. And back in the late 90s when I was there, uh, I was really blown away by that. And I thought that was very cool. And I was, and it made me sad that we didn't have more Indigenous names for places here in Canada because I really loved how much they had there. So that was cool. That was a cool observation of New Zealand. Again, 20 years ago, you know, I mean, things are probably slightly different. I don't know. But that's what I noticed when I was there. Like, what a neat place. Yeah, a very and neat they had place. Their first ever gold medal in the Winter Olympics. Good for them. And that dad was amped. <laughs> so pumped. All right, I'll do it for the podcast. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for being part of the program. Uh, you can always get at us on Twitter, probably, if you're on the old podcasting network. Um, at Karis Hogg, C-H-A-R-I-S-H-O-G-G. You can ask her what part of uh, New Zealand were you in? And, and then you're like, I've been there. And you, you could trade tales of yes. your backpacking around New Zealand as ah. well. Uh, and I'm at Jeremy underscore Baker. I don't think New Zealand's real. So don't text at me about <laughs> New Zealand. I've heard of it. Karis says she's been there. Yeah, I have, Jeremy. I could show you some pictures. Believe me. I could. Uh, I but could then there was you. a time I asked you to show me on a map where you were, and you were like, I can't do it. So <laughs> that also happened. Let's be it's real about that. I lived in a very small town, okay? Some maps, it doesn't show up. Like Google. In, in my defense. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was Belclutha. 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 Very yeah. nice. Mm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being part of the show. We'll do this again tomorrow. Bye. See ya. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right, we're done here.